All right, before we dive into today's episode, I just have to tell you about something that's really exciting. Recently, I put together a free guide to the six mistakes and solutions small business owners make in their creative businesses. How do I know? Well, I've been right there before. This guide is totally free, and the reason I know you need it is that the number one question I get all the time is, what would I tell someone just starting out to avoid? Gosh, I remember going through all of those mistakes while I was growing and scaling my business, which is why we're going to talk about that in today's episode. I'm telling you, this freebie is exactly what you need right now to discover the mistakes you might be making too. And my best solutions to get past it. Grab it for free right now by going to rendereducate.co backslash mistakes freebie to get it instantly. All right, let's get to the show. Welcome to episode 34, Scaling Your Creative Business. We're going to create the steps I would tell you to take right now if scaling is in your future. And trust me, these are the tips I wish I would have known when I started to scale my company. The tips I'm going to give you today are simple, but also take some work getting there. Be patient, my friend, because just a reminder, I'm on my 10th year in my business and it's taken me a long time to get to where I am today. With the tools and tactics I share on this podcast and in my courses and coaching, I know you'll scale your business just like I have. Today, we're covering these three big ways to scale your creative business. The first is hiring the right people for the positions you need to know to grow. Two is build the audience you need that knows about you and what you've got. And finally, we'll talk about increasing your offerings to cast a wider net. Listening to the Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I have been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. friends. Today we're talking about all things scaling your creative business. Now, if you're anything like me and about 99% of all other creative business owners, then I'm going to guess that you love your craft and creativity so much so that sometimes we forget to get strategic on really how to grow and scale our business. Well, you're in luck today because we are diving straight into all the things scaling and growing your business. While we're talking about all the things scaling today for your small business, I want to preface this episode by saying that not every business's goal is to scale. There are certainly people out there that love doing what they do and want to keep it small and manageable. And let me be the first one to tell you that that is totally okay. You don't have to have it in your business plan to grow to a huge size. If you love what you do and you want to keep it at a hobby level, make a little bit of money, then do just that. I know there's certainly someone listening to this right now who is juggling being a full-time mama and working on your business or side hustle, especially during a time where your kids might be doing home school from virtual schooling. This might not be the time for you to scale, and I encourage you that this is perfectly the place you need to be. So don't stress about scaling, but when you're ready to scale, come back to this episode. This is, however, the episode for you if you plan to scale and want to take your business to the next level. If you've been playing small and you're ready to level up, then listen in. If this year has been tough on you, which, to be honest, has been tough on everyone, including us, and you're just ready to increase your revenue, sales, team, and more, then listen in to today's episode. I recommend pulling out a notebook and a pen or your handy dandy notes section on your phone 
and writing down these steps to scaling because I know you're going to want to remember these. So let's just dive right in. If you want to hear a little bit of my backstory and timeline to why um, I scaled my business, then head back to episode 19 to hear all about how we started. Now, if you've listened to the episode, you know that in 2017 and 2018, we went from doing about 150 events annually to 500 events in 2018. Now that's massive growth. And if I knew what I knew today, I would have set up my business in a totally different way to scale with way more ease. The very first step to scaling your creative business is to hire the right people on your team to scale. I believe the number one reason my business has scaled and thrived over the years is due to the people that I have on my team. Now, I would have done it way differently before I hired because honestly, I just bootstrapped the entire hiring process in the beginning, but I've got a simple system for hiring nowadays, but in the beginning, totally made it up as I went. Before I even got to step one of hiring the right team, I want you to make sure that you set up your business for success to take on a team. What do I mean by that? Well, figure out what you want to do as far as your pay structures, vacation time, expense reimbursement, and expectations that you might have for your employees. Unmet expectations typically come from a lack of communication. So defining these before you set out to hire is super important. Want my opinion on where to start with those decisions? Well, if you're looking to hire for a salary position, I strongly believe being above the $35,000 annually is a bottom line of what I would recommend paying. Vacation, I'd give unlimited. You might be thinking I'm crazy for doing that, but honestly, it shows your employees that you value them and you trust them. I've never once had someone on unlimited vacation who took advantage of it, so I encourage you to do the same. What about expense reimbursements? Any device that's required by your employees to use for work, reimburse that payment, like cell phones or computers. When I hired my first employee, which if you've listened to this for a while, you know that that was Kaylee, who's been on my team for now three years. She's an incredible asset to my team and someone who is necessary to stay on my team. She's challenged and grown me as her leader and trusted me as I learned to be the best leader I am today. Before I hired her, I didn't have anything set up for her position at the time to succeed. All I had was the amount that I was going to pay her. That's it. Here's what I now have, and I wish I had this when I started with her. The first thing you need to do before you hire is have an employee handbook, or if you want to name it something else, call it your team expectations. Inside of that, you'll need your guidelines for communication both verbally and in writing. This is important because you don't want that first email sent to a client from one of your new employees to have a form of communication that doesn't align with you or your brand. For example, before I had any expectations that were written down anywhere, someone on my team started sending emails that had little smiley faces in them. While I'm totally here for an emoji moment, email communication with clients isn't the time or place for them. So let's keep that emoji moment to our Slack channels or text with friends. But now your business might have emojis uh, sent in email communications. And if that totally works for you and aligns with the brand, do it. But for me and my brand, emojis in our communication just doesn't align with it. Another point you'll need to decide and write this in that document is your time off and holiday schedules. Be clear about which holidays will automatically get off and if they're paid holidays or not. For time off, decide how you want to receive that communication and how far in advance you need to know about that time off. 
Do they need to get it approved or are they free to take it off whenever? All very important things you should decide before your employee asks about them because let's be honest, they will ask about them. You also want to mention that in those expectations document, what the dress code is for around the office and when you're out and about. If it's business casual in the office and business formal out and about, you need to communicate that. Can your team wear leggings to the office with an oversized t-shirt? Or do you want them to be in a business casual outfit when they're at the office? Decide what you want to do and then communicate with that. Again, unmet expectations come from a lack of communication. Set all these processes up before you hire and you'll feel way more confident when those questions get asked because they will. The other thing I would highly recommend having before the first day of your new employee is to have some SOPs set up and ready. An SOP is a standard operating procedure. It's how you do what you do, the step-by-step process. This will set them up for success on day one. Do you feel like you might be making some mistakes and just don't have the knowledge to find a solution? As a creative business owner myself, there have been plenty of mistakes I've made. And after being in business for over 10 years, I've created a free guide for the six most common mistakes creative businesses make and some solutions to overcome them. Download your free guide at rendereducate.co backslash mistakes freebie. All right, back to the episode. The second thing that will scale your business quickly is building your audience. Building and curating your audience that is specific to your business is essential to building a brand you need to scale. There's a few ways to build your audience that you should be doing consistently. We're going to talk about email list building, showing up consistently, and networking. So let's talk about email marketing first. Let me start this by saying that if you're distracted, come back to me. I don't want you to leave this episode without knowing at least this. You should be consistently building your email list no matter what. I talk about this all the time that you need an email list because the followers on your social media pages are not truly yours. If Facebook and Instagram were to change their algorithms tomorrow, which is totally likely because they change them frequently, then there's a chance your followers might not even see the content that you're working so hard to post. Social media is important for consistency, which we'll talk about in a moment, but building your list is even more important than curating a pretty feed. Did you know that 73% of millennials prefer to receive their communication from businesses through email? Did you also know that for every dollar you spend on email marketing, you can expect a return of $42? That's good margins. The ways to build your list are simple and effective. The first way to growing your list is having a subscribe button on each page of your website. That's called a call to action. At the bottom or as a pop-up or in the middle of your page, have an opt-in for them to keep up to date on your business, your offers, or whatever it is that you're going to be creating for them in your email form. Most email marketing platforms will have the ability to add code that goes on your site to make that happen. Our favorite email marketing platform is Flowdesk. It's a smart and a beautiful template service that makes our business look really good. They have awesome analytics to track opens, clicks, and who's looking at your email. They also have great templates and workflows to ensure you stay consistent. As a Flowdesk user, you can get Flowdesk for only $19 per month. Go to rendereducate.co backslash Flowdesk to know how we love it and what we use it for. All right, now that we're talking about consistently, show up consistently is the second highest priority when it comes to building that audience. 
This goes for social media, client follow-ups, email marketing, and any other form of communication that you have in your business. Your audience that you're building wants to hear from you and doing that on a normal basis is important. Now, this does not have to be a daily thing, although it certainly can be, but you want to make sure that this is at least once a week or once a month task. That is totally up to you and how fast you want to scale, but also totally depends on your schedule and the capacity you might have to be consistent. We've chosen in our business to be consistent with content once a week at a minimum with this podcast. That means when we produce an episode, we are also creating a blog post that relates to the topic of the podcast episode, social media feed, and story in our weekly email. Choose the best format and level of consistency that works for you and then commit to it. Commit to doing that once a week or once a month or however often you want to produce and publish content. Now, your content can be just an image in a well-thought-out caption, or it could be a big production of content. That's totally up to you. We love using Planoly for this content and scheduling it out ahead of time, and you can get 50% off your first month if you want to try it out. It's only $9 a month, which is a steal when it comes to the stress of consistently posting content. So if you want to see why we love it so much, go to rendereducate.co backslash Planoly to grab your 50% off coupon and see why we love it. The final way to building your audience is to start networking. Meeting people in your industry and outside of your industry is one of the biggest catalysts for growth. People want to buy from people, so establishing relationships with people who will refer you, that's the number one place I would spend your time. I sit on the board of NACE, which is an association in the events industry, National Association of Catering and Events. And since becoming a member of the association, I've seen my business grow like wildfire. I've also made some long life friends from NACE as well. And in episode 26, I sat down with Nate Nelson, who's a great friend of mine from NACE to talk all things networking. So go check that out. In the world of a global pandemic, networking can be super tough. However, most are still meeting, whether that's in person or online. When I started going to networking groups like NACE, I asked one of the members who is also a friend of mine, what he would suggest to get the most out of my membership. He said to be the first one in and the last one to leave. He also said, join a committee or get on the board. Well, I did that very thing and made the most out of my membership. And now I have consistent leads and clients along with some lifelong friends in my industry that I can lean on for advice and guidance whenever I need it. I would suggest going to a few associations and becoming a member of the ones that you attend as a guest first, and then you narrow it down to the one or two that you actually want to become a member at. The second best place to meet people is by joining a Facebook group and engaging with the other members of those groups. If you're local to Dallas, we've got a couple of groups. One of the groups is called Young Professionals Community. And if you're a rental pro anywhere in the world, join our rental pro community. Search for groups on Facebook in your city and then comment and post to find your people. In those groups, offer valid and relatable answers and content. DM people outside of the group to grow your friendship and build that know, like, and trust factor. But make sure you read the rules of the group first before you go and start DMing people or posting in the group. The third way to scale, increase your offerings. If you're in the rental world like us, increase your quantities by double or triple. If you're an artist, add more variety to your offerings. If you're a musician, if you're a musician, can you produce a holiday album or as a painter, perhaps a couple of online printables? Shop owner, increase your quantities and options. If you're only a clothing shop, can you expand by adding in some home decor? 
Growing your offerings by just a little bit will give you the availability to cast a wider net into the people you serve. Then with those offerings, show what goes with it to increase the average order your clients and customers buy from you. So let's take the rental items for a rental professional. Let's say you've got a sofa. How can you pair that item with a few different ways to show it in different styles? Pair it with some chairs and a rug. Show it with a coffee table and pillows. Throw in the works. Renters might not rent the entire package. However, they can see that product used in a few different ways, and it will encourage your clients to book more than just that one sofa. What about the boutique owner? Let's say that one new blouse that you just came in, you just received. Can you pair it with a jewelry set or a pair of nice jeans to show it off? Not only will it inspire your customers to pair that top with what they might already have in their closet, but they might like it with the jewelry you picked too and increase their order. You're the expert, so show them what they need to buy an order from you. All right, last but certainly not least, the last way I'm going to teach you to scale your creative business is by diversifying your ideal client. So if you're in the events industry like I am, you likely started by doing mainly weddings with the occasional social event here and there. While the events industry has so many facets to it, just like so many other creative businesses, so if you're only marketing to wedding clients, you are totally missing out on a huge market of social and corporate events as well. People want to see themselves in your marketing, just showing off that you more do more than just weddings. That's the key to diversifying your business. If you are a business to stay at home mamas and you speak directly to them, you may be missing out on a huge group of young 20s who also want to buy from your boutique as well. Diversify the clients that may be interested in buying from your business and you will see huge success with your audience. So to quickly recap, step one to scaling your creative business is to hire the right team to scale to a new level. Step two was to grow your audience through email marketing, consistency in your postings, and networking to wider audiences. And the final step was to diversify your income and your clientele. All right, I know that you took some awesome notes from this episode. I want to see what you loved from this episode. So screenshot the episode and share it on your social media by tagging at the render educate so we can reshare that. If you're loving the render podcast, would you mind taking a quick moment to write a review and rate this podcast? It means the world to me when I see you guys in the reviews sharing what you're loving, and I would seriously appreciate your rating and review. It's super simple. Just scroll to the bottom of the podcast page on Apple Podcasts and click the button that says write a review. I can't wait to see what you say, and I want to thank you from the very bottom of my heart for supporting the Render Podcast. Next week, we've got an episode all about Instagram and Facebook ads and how to create those ads that will skyrocket your business. So tune in next week right here where you're listening right now and have an awesome rest of your week. Happy Thanksgiving. It is the week of Thanksgiving. I hope that you guys are having an incredible week off. And if you're listening to this, go spend some time with your family now. But I am so thankful for you guys. So that is what I'm grateful for this holiday season. All right. Have a great time with your family and friends and we'll see you next week.